Hello and welcome to the Heat Unmissables podcast. I'm Boyd Hilton. I am the entertainment director of Heat magazine. This is our weekly pop culture podcast where we look at three or four things that are out this week. This week, again, it's all TV. I mean, I'm going to mention a film in the first bit, but mostly it's about television. I'm joined by Kay Ribeiro. Hello. Entertainment editor. Queen. Queen. <laughs> oh, official title, Queen. Queen of Soaps. Queen, Queen of, of all your hearts. Queen of all your hearts. Mm. And Stephanie Seelan, who has a mystery title. Uh, uh, no, Princess. Yeah. <laughs> Queen of Heat. <laughs> Queen of all. She's, she, uh, you were in New York last week. I was in New York. Um, and I stupidly yeah. didn't sleep on the way back. But do you know what? Oh, I meant to say to you. So on the way back, I was sitting next to this person who's going to potentially be on a television show called Matt Harvey and he's going to be on a television show and when he's on a television show I'm going to get him to come in. Was he like, is he just an actor? Is he a random person? He's uh, he's a musician and he was in like Les Mis for a year but he's potentially I think he's given you the chat. No! He's given you the chat. Did he he ask for your number? No, 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 no. Your business card. No, 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 no. Just business card, yes. (laughs) No, no. Um, But I think he might, I think he might be famous. Mm. Okay. So, and I, I said, he's him. our new biggest fan. And I said, okay. you need to come on the show if you get famous. Is he still in Les Mis? Should we go and see him? He's not in Les Mis, oh, but okay. he's in something else. I don't think I can say what he's getting. No, no, no. Don't, not, don't reveal secrets about him. That no, he, no, you've no, already no. said too much. I possibly. have, haven't I? Sorry. <laughs> anyway, today uh, we're looking at, as I said, we are looking at four television treats. I said this last week, but I'm saying it again. They're TV treats, Kay. Um, treats. Trust Me is the new BBC One drama starring Doctor Who. Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker. The new, As a doctor. Amazing the new doctor. doctor. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even Funnily know enough, in the, it's all about her. She's a nurse and she ends up faking it as a doctor. So mm. it's Doctor playing Doctor Who. Oh, that's going to blow so many minds out yeah, there. It's mind blowing. Anyway, uh, in sharp contrast, Teach My Pet to Do That, which I, <laughs> is a new thing on ITV. And I'm going to call it, an, I'm going to instigate a new um, regular. Slot in the show called the uh, ridiculous show slot? fluff slot. The it's fluff called the fluff slot. slot. The it's a kind of fun, frothy show. Okay, because we do a lot of big, heavy dramas. Mm-hmm. I think most weeks we do we do do a, a fluff slot. We have we haven't officially labelled it as such, but this week, teach my pet to do that. I'm saying is this week's fluff. I've got so many thoughts. Good. I hope they're nice thoughts, Kay. Because mm-hmm. well, we'll get to that. There's also blood drive. On the sci-fi, easy, hold on, no spoilers, on the sci-fi channel, which they're kind of mooting as one of the most hardcore TV series ever in terms of like blood, sex, nudity, violence, that kind of thing. They, who are the they? Moot away. Yeah, well, the people I on the ground who work for sci-fi, the sci-fi they're channel. They're not sci-fi pogs. pogs, they're not proper pogs. No, they're not no. proper pogs. Like you beloved people out there. And finally, the another new Netflix show. Yes, pretty much week in, week out, they trot out <laughs> their own <laughs> originals. And here's another one called Atypical. It's about a teenager, yes, a teenager, who is on the autistic spectrum. I think that's the, one of the main themes of the yeah. show, is that fair to say? I, I mean, it is the theme of the show. I mean, the theme of the I don't show. want to spoil my review, but I'm just going to say I watched... Binge the whole oh, series. Good. Oh, good. That's good. Because I, I hated it. <laughs> um, but as ever, we start with our little roundup of stuff that we happen to have seen ourselves this week. There's no rules. We can say whatever we want. We can. We might have seen anything. We might have stayed up and watched the cash. Stayed up. We might have stayed in on Saturday night and watched the Casualty One Shot Special. Did you know about this? No, I didn't watch. <laughs> it. I, yeah. I know. I'm sorry. Can you just? I'm just mentioning that. it now. What is it? <laughs> 
Casualty on Saturday, right? The show, the doctor show. The doctor show. Right. The doctor show. Funnily enough, our question is going to be, what's your favourite ever medical drama? Okay. Which might be Casualty. I mean, who knows? But Casualty this week Mm -hmm. was, they did a special episode entirely filmed in one single shot. Yeah. Wow. Pretty impressive, I think. However, no. It wasn't. (laughs) Oh, no. And the funny thing is, the only reason I had lunch with my mum yesterday, and my mum said it thought it was terrible. She had a big rant about how bad she thought it was. And then I thought, well, I better catch up with it. So last night, I had a look myself via the BBC iPlayer, and it it was, I mean, technically, it was great. Like, the cameraman deserves an award, but everything else, the acting, the script, everything was terrible. about these kind of things? It's like with live shows. Mm. What is the point? Is it just to get an award? <laughs> because, the p- like, they don't need to do it in one shot. And if it's going to be a bit substandard, <laughs> one point. shot, what is the point? What is the point? I think the point of it is do it publicity. It's publicity. You know, I, I, I'm, and in theory, I'm in favour of it because it's to refresh the, the format. And obviously, Casual's been going for like 50 million years. It's on like 50 weeks of the year. Go live. Do that. Well, they've, done live. they've done live, haven't they? They've done was that. Was that good? I, I didn't see it. I don't watch Casual's every week. <laughs> was it an Only, operation? What was the shot? No, it was a big, like, explosion. And, and uh, there was, there, there were operations. There was, all, was everything. I mean, it was technically good but you know so was it just like one shot where they panned yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 anyway that wasn't even what that i was going to talk about right, sorry, what were you in the in about? the opening section of the show where we talk about anything we haven't to have seen. i've got loads to say because i've got Ooh. i've seen the worst film of the year <gasps> i watched G- game of thrones last night stayed up to three as oh, usual no, please, i don't give anything away i'm not gonna give anything oh. away but it was effing brilliant it was, it was. Br- best episode so far yeah. and um i've seen all of top of the lake what yes Okay. I didn't even mean to watch it all. It was a proper situation uh, where the BBC do the thing now where they crank it up so that uh, in the little box it says, right, the next episode is going to start. Oh, yeah, Netflix style. Like Netflix style oh. and Scott, yeah. And I, I fell into the deep. In it. Um, oh. Let me just say now, it is the most incredible thing ever. Episode three <gasps> has one of the best things I've ever seen on TV, one of the best scenes I've ever seen. It's completely wild and insane. And then the end, the final episode is just mind-blowingly good. It's absolutely incredible. Out of Game of Thrones yeah. and Top of the Lake, yeah. which was better? And I know they're different, but I'm asking you to compare them. Well, Top of the Lake... Is just in one fact, word. Because Top of the Lake is... All, uh, <laughs> top of the Lake right now, because Top of the Lake, Series Ooh. 2, China Girl, is... Top you of know, the Lake, seen the whole thing. Six, hour, six hours. And it's an absolute masterpiece. I mean, I thought the first one was brilliant, but this one is... I think it's, it's just kind of even deeper and even more stuff it's dealing with. And the interesting thing about it is the whole thing rests on a complete coincidence... Because basically, um, she's investigating, you know, Elizabeth Thingy's character. uh, What's her name? What's her second name? Moss. (laughs) Elizabeth Moss, sorry. (laughs) I was thinking Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Moss's character, yes, you're right, is this detective. She comes back to Sydney and she happens to be investigating this huge thing involving her real daughter that she gave up for adopted uh, boyfriend Mm. and their extended family. And it's like a massive coincidence. But it's almost like you just buy into it because it's so brilliant. And you just go along with the whole thing. And there are more co- coincidences along the way because it all completely ties together and makes sense to explore all the themes it's trying to explore about motherhood and babies and identity and masculinity. Oh. And the other. Anyway, so you've got that. Game of Thrones last night, I won't say anything Please apart from the fact that all big characters are meeting up. They're all oh, dead. Yeah, yeah, they're all dead. John's go- John yeah. Snow is going to meet Daenerys. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, 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 Did yeah. you... D- she doesn't, dead. Know, she doesn't know. She doesn't know. They're all dead. I know. She doesn't know anything. No, all they dead. all died last night. Yeah, a lot of them are alive. <laughs> and um, it's brilliant Cersei stuff. Oh. Fantastic Cersei stuff. And incredible Dame Diana Rigg stuff. You know, Dame Diana Rigg. Yeah, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. So you've got a lot. Of, She's very angry at the moment. Yeah, I'm not saying anything more. 
what are you two been watching now? I've hogged the opening really why have. I've been watching section. I haven't even talked about the worst film of the year yet. So I'm going to Kay. Kay, what have you been watching? I watched at the weekend Cafe Society. Oh, yep. Yeah. So Woody, uh, Woody, Allen? Woody Allen's film. Um, it was on Sky uh, Movies, so I thought I'd give it a go. And I absolutely loved it, right? Because it had oh. all the... No, no. I oh, really... I thought that was going to be a but. No, but. No, it's like... No, it was. It's so brilliantly filmed and like captures all the glitz and the glamour of Hollywood. And I realised that's exactly what I'd wanted The Last Tycoon mm. to be from Amazon ah. Prime. Oh, right, so last yeah. week I was, you know, going on about like, oh, yeah. it just didn't really feel as glossy. And, and this film is exactly that. So I really loved it. Have you watched Hell Caesar? No. Oh, no, you should watch that next because that is, that'll give you more of what you want. That will make me hate The Last Tycoon even more. Yeah, it will, definitely. <laughs> I really liked Caviar Society as well, actually. And you're right, it was one of the, it, it is one of his best looking films for oh, years. It looks, it's, it's so lush. And I think, I'm trying, now, now you've mentioned it, I'm trying to look it up quickly on my iPhone, but I think he was reunited with one of his best cinematographers. Oh, really? Yeah, for that film. But well, I'll you can double definitely, check that. Definitely and Steph tells her what she's been watching. I will oh, check right, it okay. out. Can I just say, though, The Last Tycoon is getting a huge, like, there were posters absolutely everywhere in uh, New York for Last Tycoon. Oh, really? So, oh, yeah, it's a yeah, big deal. Yeah. I know, but it's rubbish. No, yeah. Anyway, I, do you know what I did? I watched the whole, binge watched the whole first series of Insecure. We reviewed oh, it. Yeah. We reviewed the first episode of series two last week, yeah. which is Issa Rae's uh, show. Yeah. On the same page. Oh, listen, I'm so hooked. Then I watched, then I'm up to episode four on season two. I am absolutely hooked. She's incredible. Like I, I was kind of like, I don't know, I wasn't inve- invested enough because I hadn't watched the first series. But now I'm deeply in love with Jay Ellis, who plays Lawrence, her boyfriend. Yes. Oh, yes. the cheater. No, she no cheat- she's a cheater. No, yeah. oh, so, sorry, I'm so sorry. God, I mean, that was like I only dogs on- could hear I'm that. honestly yeah. so emotionally involved with this now. Like, to the point of, you know, when you Google about their lives oh, and everything that, afterwards. Yeah. Like, really, you and you know, the girl the who plays Molly... Yeah. And she's such a devout Christian that she is not going to have sex until she gets married, which I think is so strange, her being in this hugely sexy show where everyone's naked all the time. Makes her even cooler. Oh, that's interesting. Isn't it interesting? Yeah, really interesting? yeah, I literally know everything about them now. So, yeah, as, as suspected, the, the cinematographer of Catholic Society is Vittorio Storaro, who's an absolute legend, who, who among other things, is Apocalypse Now. Oh, he's, he's a proper, okay. one of the great cinematographers, so that's why I look Well, he's so done a good job. He's done a very Five good job. Five stars from me. Exactly. Well, I'm, I'm thrilled that Insecure, you've, you've, oh. because that was a thing, you, if you probably hadn't have done it in this podcast, I'm saying you would never have watched it in your Boyd, life. Boyd, I promise you this, I would never have watched it in my life had you not told me to watch it. It's brilliant, absolutely I want to take credit for that. Yeah, no, please yeah. do, all credit due. Yeah. Um, and for, I just want to quickly mention the worst film of the quickly, year. Quickly, because I know running out of time already. Kate, Kate, well, Kate, also Kate won't like it if we if we go over our allotted well, you, hour. Well, you just lose the bet. I think yeah. you've already lost the bet. No, we no. haven't. Keeping this under an hour. I don't know. We can, I think we can. We can. We can I'm keep looking at John Dan and he's, he's. I think we have lost it. But anyway, he's keep going. Scared. Valerian, we're not ourselves now, are we? Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Cara Delevingne. Oh, yes. oh, do you know what always puts me off? Go on. You know when you one word can put me off any kind of film dystopian is this dystopian well it's not particularly dystopian oh. actually oh, yeah, don't, yeah, we'll worry about that if it was more dystopian it'd probably be better oh, I mean it's quasi dystopian it's semi dystopian there's All a bit right. of dystopia tell us what it's about it's Luc Besson who I'm a huge fan fifth of fifth element fifth element exactly fifth element Leon <laughs> this that and the <laughs> do you know why I say a lot this that and the other I've realised I say that too much of course. So every okay. time I say this, that, and the other stop because it's a right. meaningless phrase. Do you, right. to, do you want me to flick your eyes? No, yeah. it isn't. This, okay. that, and the other is not meaningless at all. It's it fairly like meaningless. It's about other things. Yeah. It's about this, that, and the other. Yeah. Well, in this case, the that and the other of the non-dystopian bits are, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically trying to do the new fifth element. So it's a sci-fi fantasy epic. 
Cara Delevingne and Dane DeHaan are the two. They're like a bickering couple at the centre of it. They are. I mean, it's, I don't even blame them, either of them. I don't even blame Cara Delevingne. It, it's just sadly with the most boring two major characters I've ever seen in the film. It's just their, their bickering is just not funny. What are they it's bickering not, about? They're just bickering about whether they should, you know, whether they should get married, and it's like they're, they're a couple, and they're oh and, God, and stuff. So not even fun bickering. Not fun, unfun bickering. <laughs> terrible. Oh God, it sounds it's, like a, just a boring relationship. It's based on this like really old comic strip that he loved, and it's a it's a passion project for him. And I feel bad because passion you know. Project. Never yeah, a good idea. No, I went lost, you lost us at right. passion. And it's apparently the most expensive independent film ever, like 150 million or something like that. Oh. Yeah, it's, and, it, and, it, and it looks. I mean, they, he's piled in the CGI. There's about a, a gazillion different CGI creatures. Once half of them look exactly like the things in Avatar. Then there's oh, those things. Yeah. This is a passion-less yeah. project. Uh, what yeah, it like. there's a thing that looks exactly like Jabba the Hutt at one oh. point. They're just done, kind of doing exactly the same thing as Jabba the Hutt. It's like. It feels so like, are rip-offs. It feel, it, I mean, I don't want to accuse it of being a rip but it does feel like a rip-off of Sounds every like alien film we've ever seen. <laughs> then there's this bit where Rihanna pops up. Oh, no. Yeah, playing like a stripper slash oh, prostitute. no, Rihanna. Is she really? better than Ed Sheeran in Game of Thrones? Well, it's a bit similar because like Ed Sheeran in Game of Thrones, it completely takes you out of the narrative. The narrative just stops literally, oh. for this new Rihanna thing that does not contribute in any way. Oh, my way. God, is she doing the dusty wine? It's much wine? longer. She does a dance thing. <laughs> the dusty wine. Dusty wine. <laughs> She's like a shape-shifting alien stripper. Oh, yeah, it's it, honestly, it's that. embarrassing. It's How many stars are you giving it? Oh, I gave it. I'm going to give it one star. It's. One I was so star. excruciated watching. You can't it. even get through it. Could you get I, through it? I sat there. Oh, I had to I had to get through it because I went to the special screening ages ago that Luke Besson introduced. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and I just, I was just, I couldn't bear it. There's some people who quite like it, like Charles Gant, and he gave it three stars and thinks it's quite, quite good fun. Ooh, so now I don't know what to think because they do respect the Charles. Yeah, you do respect the Charles, but yeah, having said that, there's other reviews like Hollywood Reporter said it was one of the worst films. But ever. don't you think I sometimes when you go to the special screenings, they bring in like the director, and then you feel like you can't say anything bad. Because like that's oh, why well, they I've do seen. it. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Don't you feel like they do that because they know it's going to well, yeah, be bad? But, but Charles went to a normal screening without the director. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I went to the one where I the think, director. I think you mean we need to go and see it, Steph. We need yeah, to give our verdict. I'm okay. partly annoyed with myself that I didn't force the two of you to see it, and that we didn't <laughs> yeah. get to review it as a we'll thing. Go. But we're we'll going yeah. on a little date. Yeah, Pulled well, out. If you, yeah. if you want to go and see it, and we can catch up. That could be your. I should set a task of the week. That could be another new slot I've just invented. Task of the week. We're going to take John Dan. Task of the week. Our wonderful producer. We're going to bring him. Just to add to your homework. You up for it, John Dan? That was a thumbs up, everyone, that you couldn't hear, but we could see. Anyway, enough of me witchering on about the worst film of the year. Let's, uh, by the way, Valerian is on, it opens this week, I think it opens tomorrow, Wednesday. After that glowing review, go see it. Yeah, and can I just (laughs) say, Boyd's actually written down, Boyd is going to speak about Valerian, worst film of the year. You've actually put that down. I have put that on the menu, yeah. Wow. Uh, more importantly, in the meat of the show, let's just, let's turn to one of the big dramas. I'm saying not only of this week, Ooh. not only of this month, possibly of the year. Whoa! It's a new um, thriller. Kay, Kay, Kay's eyebrows have raised. <laughs> Sorry, no, that's just how I've plucked them. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Perpetually surprised. It's, 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 it's impressive plucking. <laughs> um, it's who wants to describe the premise? I, I alluded to it a little bit. Of I'll trust do me. Oh, go, on, oh, go okay. for it, Kay. So yeah. it's, let's just say it stars I- Jodie Whittaker. Yeah. <laughs> Of Broadchurch and now Doctor Who fame. Kay, who is she? What's she doing? What's happening? Jodie Whittaker is a nurse called Kath, right? She is a dedicated nurse, a sister, if you will, um, who works for a a hospital in Sheffield and um, absolutely loves her job, is passionate about um, medicine, but she feels really disheartened by what's going on, the cuts and all this. She feels has led to negligence um, and, you know, sloppiness Mm. within the hospital. And so she decides to go to a local journalist to... 
you know, report the issue because, you know, essentially blowing that whistle um, on the whole um, kind of but scandal. dramatic effect there. I yeah, was that was good. That. that was a very good gasp yeah. as if you hadn't actually seen the thing. I know. I'd like it even more if you blew a whistle. Yeah. Just FYI. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, well, we, should do, we should do, that should be a new Maybe thing. Maybe too yeah. much. Yeah. The whistleblower. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, continue. Yeah. So um, she goes to see this journalist, but then she gets cold feet and she says, thinks, no, actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take my concerns um, to the board and she documents all the evidence she has to them. And not surprisingly, they're not that open to criticism and in fact then decide to suspend her on the basis that people have issued complaints of bullying, that old chestnut. So then she finds herself out of a job. She's got a little girl that she needs to support. And she then takes drastic action to support that child. I think we said at the beginning of the show, should I just say that she... Yeah, it's the premise of the show. Yeah. Okay, are you, so are you she, worrying it's a spoiler? I, yeah. I, think, I, think, so, so I, she I think this is a premise for your spoiler situation. I'm going premise. Okay. The premise is her best friend, who's a doctor, who's emigrating to New Zealand, leaves and she takes, steals her identity and she goes to Edinburgh where she passes herself off as a doctor. Um, and this whole drama then follows everything that she has to do to kind of convince people and herself that she is a doctor, which is incredibly terrifying. And we should say she's not in any... So she's obviously a really good nurse, and they established that, don't they? Oh, she's an amazing nurse. Yeah. Oh, she has she, in, she's a sister. Right. Yeah. In no way is she a trained doctor. And anyway, in fact, I think one of the... One of the interesting, to, to, to kind of remind us all the way through, she's carrying like a doctors for beginners yeah York notes yeah. York yeah. notes yeah. of doctoring yeah. and that is her thing that she's literally carrying she's it around she's watching she's videos Googling, on YouTube she's watching videos on YouTube although although one of my best friends is a doctor oh yeah and Dr Kate she sometimes tells me that she has to Google stuff well, like when you're in, when people like she's a GP, so when the people Again, you is have this to Google. Again, should be admitting about. No, no, no. I think. I, I think mean, do you want to say a surname? Just like get really Kate struck Breckenridge. off. Oh, there you go. oh my god! Oh my Hospital god. where no, she works. Fine. No, no, no. I just think in Are you general. Sure, she's real. No, I just think in general, people do have to. You know, sometimes they have to look up. They don't know everything. I mean, she right, does because yeah, she's amazing. Okay. Doctors are gods. So They're allowed. Yeah. Doctors are allowed to use use Google. Yeah. Absolutely, but it's good if they've got the full yeah. qualifications. She has as a not had the training. Not only she not had the seven years. Just established. Kate is trained. She's a yeah. trained doctor Jodie Whittaker trained not actress trained. Yeah. <laughs> as yeah. a nurse yeah so trained we, fictional nurse so, uh, so what do we think of, and one of the things interesting I went to the screening of this as well that they had a screening about a month ago or six weeks ago and Jodie Whitt- Whittaker was there mm-hmm. holding forth and so was the right so this is written by a guy called Dan Sefton who wrote Good Calm Hospital which you quite liked didn't you that IT um, um, uh, I watched it oh okay you didn't I watched it what was <laughs> it uh, the Good Karma Hospital so, uh, yeah and he wrote India. Delicious, that thing. Yes, yes which I did like enjoy. Oh, right. See, I, I knew like you liked one or other of them. Yeah, yeah, no, the Dawn Delicious. French I Sky One series I liked okay. as well. And he is an actual real life doctor. What? Oh, yes. That always helps. We'll talk about still overachieving. practicing. Still practicing doctor. He, yes. Hold on. He's a doctor, yes. a practicing doctor. Yes. And what, at the weekends? I think he's he, just writing. Yeah, dramas? the weekends in his spare time, he's writing dramas. But stop yeah. overachieving. I That's know. like the guy who um, did the Sean Bean Priest. Wasn't he a doctor? Or no, someone else. One of the... Jimmy McGovern? No. Someone else. One of the other TV producers. Oh. Do you I remember? Vaguely, but I don't... Let, I don't okay, okay, we'll come back to it. We'll come it's back a comeback. to that. It's a comeback. But no, Dan Sefton is an actual doctor. and But the main thing, the reason I mention this is, he made it very clear at the screening in the, in the Q&A afterwards that this is based on things that happen all the time in reality. So all the time, and I don't want to worry too much... There are fake doctors out there. There are people who pass themselves off of doctor without what? any training whatsoever. 
some he, he gave one example that was terrifying of someone oh. who'd been practicing doctoring for like 30 or 40 years and only revealed literally right at the end that they'd never ever passed any qualifications whatsoever i mean it's an incredible oh thing my God, and it's almost like a true? syndrome that people do it for various reasons some there have been cases where people do do it like she's doing it for very specific reasons they they established don't they dramatically her kid she needs to yep. go somewhere with her kid she, she's been you know there are people who just do it practically for fun I mean, it's, fun. it's not fun, people. No, 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 this is a lesson to just take care of yourself. Yeah. So I just wanted to establish, in case people think it's far-fetched, you know, that actually he made it very clear this kind of thing happens a lot. What, what happened to references? Don't people get checked out anymore? People what the fake them. People Do you fake know them. what? This is making me feel a lot better because I don't want to brag, but I am St. John's ambulance trained. Oh, yeah. right? I'm a first mm. aider. And I often think of myself as a doctor. So, yeah. I mean, I oh, think okay. that's legit. Well, okay well, you now. Could, if you want to, if you, late career move, if you ever want to. Well, you if know. either of you have an ailment, yeah. I'm going for it. Well, that's good to know. Anyway, so bearing that in mind, bearing, <laughs> bearing in mind, I don't know whether you think it seems perfect or not, what did you think of Trust Me starring Jodie Whittaker? Whittaker. Right. I. I really liked it. I'll tell you what it is. I just found it so tense. Yes. I found it hard to enjoy. Does that make sense? Because I was like, oh my God, this is real. I just, because I, at some point she's got to get found out. And I just find things when you know someone is going to get found out really stressful and not enjoyable to watch. She is a brilliant actress. Yeah. Let me just say that. And she is making me absolutely shit scared that any <laughs> second now she's going to get found out. And it's also the heavy that, breathing music. Oh. Not, there's a heavy breathing like backdrop to a lot of the like really climactic points. So you're just like, oh my god, oh my god. Especially when she. I mean, I think I kind of agree. I mean, I didn't stop me from enjoying it. I enjoyed it more because it was so tense and thrilling. But the points that were just like, oh shit, was like, for example, there's a major trauma gets brought in, and she has to just go with the flow and just pretend she knows what she's doing, which includes like you know slicing someone open. It's pretty. That's the thing. Because she, she's not just a doctor. You know, she could be a doctor. In whatever department she's an A and E doctor, the hardest thing yeah. just to deal with any and oh. every thing that comes her way. But I totally agree with you. I think I, uh, that was that was the thing that I felt when I was watching it that it's so tense, isn't yeah. it? And it, it's, but I think it works on multiple levels of tension because you're tense that she's going to be found out. So you're actually brilliantly, very cleverly, she's doing something completely wrong. I mean, mm. obviously it's terrible. She's a, she's a t- stolen someone's identity. She's yeah. passing herself off as a doctor. It's awful. And she could, she's endangering lives, really. Mm. But you're totally with her. You're totally rooting for her. Yeah. And part of the extreme, no, well, I was, part mm. of the extreme tension is, can she possibly get away with it? Is she going to accidentally kill someone any minute now? And then secondly, there's a tension of these individual moments. Like you say, the trauma that she has to deal with. Is, is, is that person going to die? Is yeah. she going to... So it just works. It's, it it, it's it is stressful. almost unbearably tense and stressful. But I still think if you can cope with it, I, th- I thought it was so clever how it, how it achieved <gasps> all of that. What I wanted to say afterwards mm. was I thought somebody will definitely want to watch this till the end. And what I, the situation I'm in now is I just want someone to watch it to the end and then tell me what happens because I don't do think it. I I'll can bear I'm the def- tension. I'm definitely going to tune in. Do you, do you mm. understand what I mean? I just can't it's too bear tense. it. It really? is too much. I found it too much. But can like, you watch it to the end oh, and then tell me what happens? You didn't think it was that tense? I'm very good with medical dramas. Oh, yeah. But also, mm. I mean, I get the impression that she's going to be found out in the second episode, so I think we should be fine. So then afterwards, you'll be all right, right? Will you watch that? Well, I get the vibe. No, I don't. I oh, just okay. get that sense, like because I think they're going to focus on then the ramifications because she finds a love interest in in the first episode, yeah. which is going to be her undoing. Fellow, I imagine fellow doctor, fellow doctor, Eminem Elliot, played by Eminem Elliot. So yeah. my thing about it is, and I really, really enjoyed it, is that it's kind of a leap of imagination to imagine this woman who's so like morally virtuous wants to blow the whistle on all these really like bad things that happen yeah. in the hospital then very quickly become someone who does something so deceitful and corrupt. 
There's oh, no. Yeah, but I thought. Uh, yeah, I know what you no, mean. But I think that, that is that is extremes, isn't it? You it's kind of, of one hand. She's kind of egotistical, isn't she? Because she yeah. sort of gets to the point where she's like. Because you see in the first scene, she's really exasperated with all these other doctors and she's like, move out of the way, right. let me just do it. So actually, it's more that she's so egotistical, that which is kind of doesn't go with her character in a way, I know what you mean, that she goes, well, I can be a doctor because yes, I she know thinks, better. She thinks she can do it. She, yeah. That's the thing. She, for her, in her mind, she's not being... Uh, she, you know, she's not setting out to deceive people and she's not setting out to endanger anyone. She's she's doing something she thinks she's perfectly capable of doing. Well, I'm sorry, but when she has to look up the symptoms of diabetes, <laughs> I don't think she can do it. Because they do but they do establish early on that she thinks she can do stuff better than a lot of the doctors, which a lot of nurses do, and probably not they can. Yeah. They do, you know, they're practically doing stuff that doctors are like, oh God. I well, when do they've that. been doing it for years and years and years, yeah. and then a doctor, like one of those um, junior doctors, like an F1, the yeah, F2 that they call yeah. them, they come in, then they probably do have, like, they just have that years more experience. My mother is a nurse, and she, I mean, not she loves all doctors. Just put it Has out she there. ever faked being a doctor? And she faked being a doctor for thirty years. <laughs> and oh. she got along. With, oh, oh, well no, done, no. Mrs. Oh, Sally. Oh. <laughs> but um, actually, what I liked is the irony of like the the ways that she nearly gets found out is the fact that because she's such an excellent nurse, so like the fact that she does the you know she's got such great yeah. bedside manner. Yeah, she's she too good. Sheets, so, yeah, she's too that's good. That all the nurses clever. love her. Yeah, yeah. That and that's clever. actually really smart. It's a four part. I'm definitely going to carry on watching. So just tell me what Kay and I will tell you. If you can't take it, that's fine. We'll allow that. Kay, how many stars are you giving Trust Me? Four and, four and a half stars. If you need a good drama, this is it. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I'm going four and a half stars as well. I'm going to go four, but I actually can't watch any more of it. Trust Me starts next Tuesday, the 8th of August, on BBC One at 9pm. Teach My Pet to Do That is the first <laughs> in what I'm calling our fluff <laughs> slot. It's, it's summer silly season, by the way, you know, in, on t- in TV. Mm-hmm. In, t- in the world of television, I don't know if you noticed, but when it gets to high summer now, basically, yeah. it's like middle, early to August onwards to the end of August when X Factor arrives and, you know, mm-hmm. the kind of autumn season starts, all the channels just churn out a fair amount of old crap. I mean, you know, and I'm not saying this is, I'm not is judging this. people are on holiday? People are on holiday, of course, executives are on holiday. The whole they TV just industry. Never, they just execs are on the holiday. They're all in Sardinia <laughs> or Sicily, wherever the hell they go. They don't give a shit, you know, whatever else is on TV. So a lot of stuff. I mean, if you look at the ITV schedules particularly, I don't know if you noticed, but they're showing the, like Lord of the Rings films, Hobbit films. Oh, um, God, yeah. Harry we- Potter At the films, weekend, yeah. the TV was so rubbish. Right. This is why. It almost forced me out. Right. So this is what's happening. So just to say, there's a lot of just filler in the schedule. There's sport. There's a lot of sport going on, which I like. That's fine. But so when you get a rare new thing, I mean, BBC is com- commits to showing at least some new stuff. So, for example, trust me, great. Mm-hmm. They're showing that in the, in the middle of summer. Brilliant. But anyway, this is a preamble to the fact that I think teach my pet to do that which is essentially pets do, do the funniest things isn't it in one level is feels to me like a bit like a very summary show like it's a bit of old nonsense but anyway maybe i'm being unfair well, steph what is this what the hell is this okay, show full disclosure i am a huge animal lover and i have two dogs and they are my world okay she's so sitting here in have real you, fur. have you taught your pet to do that <laughs> No, my, my dogs are really badly behaved and they oh. won't do anything you tell them, but they are adorable. Okay. Anyway, so Alexander Armstrong, one of my favourite presenters for presenting <laughs> anything which he sounds like he's just completely <laughs> taken the piss out of because he's brilliant. Um, obviously, he's the presenter of Pointless, yeah. uh, an amazing comedian. Um, he goes to this, sort of, it's not a stately home, is it? It's sort of a well, manor like, house. It looks like a stately home. A manor house um, where these two trainers uh, teach various animals how to perform tasks such as 
opening front doors um, and and such like. And also there is a, um, they have a, a pet star pet of the week where they highlight one amazing animal who's learned how to do something. In this case, it is a dog who has learned how to skateboard. Uh, the other thing that they're trying to do in this episode is they're trying to get a cat to ride on the back of a Labrador. And I, I just want to say one thing. Okay. There is, say a point, many things. there is a point in this where it cuts to a woman and she says, I just stood back and I held my breath. It was just staggering. And that <laughs> is in reference to a cat riding a Labrador at the opening of a doggy daycare centre. <laughs> it mean, is surreal, isn't it? It is surreal. I mean, that's one word for it. Oh. Oh, okay, hold oh, on. Have you got another word? I sense... Horseshit. I mean, is that hyphenated? Oh, I don't know if it's hyphenated. It might be one word or two. Horseshit. I mean, there's yeah. a little mini horse in it. Yeah, I know. And then they're mini horseshit. <laughs> mini horseshit. <laughs> Why? I mean, are you telling me, Kay, that you wouldn't like it if you came to my house and my dog Mo no, opened listen. the door for you? No, I love you. I literally, I love your dogs. Right. This this whole program is kind of based on the fact that 50% of the nation own pets and that uh, I don't know what the stat is like a bajillion people watch these cute animal videos and their whole thing is and ha- and mm. this is for all the people who have sat there wondering how do they do that how do their owners teach them I can safely say right when I've watched one of those cute animal videos I have never thought how do they do that I've thought oh my god this is really cute and then I've thought what am I having for lunch you're telling me you've never no, seen a skateboarding I've, dog and thought how did the skateboarding dog you've, no, no you've never seen that dog that rides a bike and Hush. thought how the did they get that dog on that bike? <laughs> Absolutely not, right? So that's, for me, right. at the very start up, okay. I was like, this is a pointless thing. This is not, you know, saying any appetite I have to know how they do it. But okay, let's go with it. Now, I refer to the dog opening the door episode, right? So we've got Rhiannon the miniature pony and Eric the Labrador cross. Is it Dachshund? Yes. Right. Um, so anyway, so they learned to open, they were taught how to open the door at the sound of a doorbell, right? Yes. First of all, I don't know why they'd need to do that. But also, like, now... Well, I mean, that's the... I mean, none of the... Don't need to do any of these things. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. It's entirely pointless. Right, anyway, <laughs> but it's fine. Right. It's for our entertainment, It's funny. Kay. It's not funny. It's not entertaining. But crucially, right, when we learnt to open doors as children, like, any poglets out there will know mm-hmm. that when you open Many the door... Many people on the ground. Yeah. yeah. When you open the door, you're also taught to ask, who is it? Right? None of these dogs <laughs> are taught, or the pony, are taught how to say, who is it, right? So they're opening the door now to potential burglars, dog nappers. I know, but all, man in, the, from the, glue all factory. in the name of fun. When the dogs no. take over, like, not ri- that, when it's unsafe. When it's like rise of the planet of the dogs, <laughs> yeah. then they'll know start. Be, then, then they'll be able to speak, like the, like, the, like the apes in Planet of the Apes. Listen, let me just say this. If you were thinking about burgling a house, right, and you knock the door, firstly, yeah. that's fucking stupid, <laughs> okay? Because that is not how you burgle a house. You go in through the window, everyone knows that. And also, if you were a burglar that did open the d- did knock on the door, and then have a Shetland pony <laughs> open the door, I think you'd think twice. That's all I'm saying. You'd like, I mean, you wouldn't shit yourself minute. on the spot. Hold on a minute. But <laughs> Is it a Shetland pony? <laughs> yes, a Shetland pony opens the door. Pony, you were yeah. like, right, lads, bring the car around. <laughs> I've got a Shetland pony here. Well, listen, if Rianne, if you were Rhiannon and Eric go missing, then on your heads be I mean, it. part of my but problem with that... Those are the names that, of your dogs. No, they're the names of the dogs <laughs> oh, in the yeah. show. Oh, yeah. Rhiannon's a pony. Rhiannon's pony. Oh, yeah. But Rhiannon's the, the part pony. of my problem with it show is pony. that they train this, they train the animals with a, just a door that's kind of a floating door in the centre, yeah. which is just not real life, is it? Floating doors are not real life. No, right? it's not. Which I None of this is real life. It's just like, what have we become? <laughs> 
But can I just say, I agree with you generally. I, th- I think I, I was generally like open mouth with what is the point of, of this? What I'm telling of, you now. But, right. but, 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 but the point is to fill the schedule in the summer. No, that's, hold that's, why I mentioned, Listen, that's why no, I mentioned I'm the beginning. I'm just going to stand up because I actually think, yeah. right, people on the ground, our beloved listeners, I'm telling you now, the pogs will be sitting there with their little dogs and thinking, hold on a minute, let me go and get the ribbon and see if I can get... You know, Rover no. to open, start opening the back door because <laughs> that's what. Because it's fun. what about the dogs? The dogs on the ground. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> uh, right. Do you know what? The at dogs. One, at one point, They're literally the dogs. <laughs> at one point, they say, "Ooh, this bit is massively fun." Spoiler: It's not fun, no. right? If and you they, say things are I, fun, they're not. And they start playing fun. this tense music when want, it's not tense. For me, there was one I did like. Ziggy, the skateboarding dog. Yes, and his owner. That's because you love skateboarding. Yeah, I like skateboarding, so I was impressed with the border, with the border. But did you like it when Alexander Armstrong said, "What is this? What has this done for you having this skateboarding dog?" Yeah, he, went, he went, "Well, changed his life." Yeah, but what did he, he was like? Yeah, what she, kind of I life wasn't does really, he have then? I, if he wasn't changed. doing much before that, that was his <laughs> no, explanation. He he wasn't was like, doing I wasn't really yet. doing much before it, I so it's given me something to do. <laughs> I'm fascinated with Alexander Armstrong's career because oh, he's um, it's really interesting because. I used to know quite because I used to. I, I was on um, Armstrong and Miller sketch show once. I was no. doing, oh, yeah, I did a set visit for Heat, oh and I was God. in this sketch. Yeah, were you so, on Pointless as well? No, we, no. Did a, we did a we did a Pointless for journalists that was never uh, actually shown on TV. Thank God, it was oh just a, yeah, it was for a feature. But win? I was actually in Armstrong and Miller once, and anyway, went and they were lovely. They're absolutely. They're, I love them both, and they're very talented and funny. But they've kind of you know they did loads of series of that sketch show, yeah. and they were very. They were two of the funniest, most acclaimed comedy double acts around. Now, I mean, I'm not being disparaging, but it's interesting that he's completely gone down this road of doing a lot of kind of middle-of-the-road ITV shows. You know what I mean? I mean, Pointless is a phenomenon, but he also he did that thing recently the, the, um, for Cho, the Full Monty thing. Right. Oh, did he do that? that? He did that. He kind of he hosted it and took oh, part hosted, in it. He took off his clothes. He did, that, he did that kind of karaoke singing comp- celebrity <gasps> he competition. He released an album. He's he, released oh, an he, album. Yeah, that's very successful, that Alexandra Armstrong album. I'm not album. slagging it off. I'm Can just, just saying Everyone's doing albums right now. Okay. I mean, yeah. There is Shane Richards doing one. Jason Manford's doing one. If you're... Jason... Yes. Hold on. Yes. Jason Manford. Yeah. Shall we, we the one who we should review that. these albums? Jason Mamish, yeah, was should. he in the text scandal? Yes, he was. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, you know. Is it, like, no, no, I'm just yeah, wondering if it comedian. was that one. But it's here's the thing. Sorry to bring this up. Sorry to shock you all with the news of all these people doing albums. But anyway. But my point is, Alexander Armstrong's career, fascinating. And now he's doing this. I think he's really funny in it. I mean, he kind of he's take, taking the his piss. His approach to the whole thing is to take the piss. But he's got to, hasn't he, really? I mean, it's the only way to deal with it all. Anyway, bottom line, I, for me, it's, it's, a, it's a harmless but massively pointless schedule. It's filler. not pointless. If you pardon the pun it, about well, pointless. listen, six weeks to train a cat to ride on top of a Labrador, that's not fun, that's serious. I sense a glowing um, multi-star uh, rating from you. Pogs Steph. will love it. How many, how many stars are you giving? Five stars, it's fun. You lunatic. Light relief. Kay's mouth is so wide open and she's shaking her head at the same time. She's disgusted with you. Yeah, you, do you know what though? I'm going to teach Mo to open the door to you and I bet you go, oh my God, that is amazing. Yeah, then I'll, I'll open that door and I'm going to grab Mo and run. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Blimey. I know, dog nap. Uh, dog nap, yeah. How many stars are you giving it, Kay? I'm giving it one star. One? And I think it's teaching people to be irresponsible with door opening. <laughs> With what? Door opening. Door opening. I, you're, that, your door opening... Uh, fixation. Fixation is a bit like st- one of Steph's fixations. Oh, my so God. It really is. Yeah. Is. Poglet's out there. Not sure never any... open the door without asking who, okay, who's right. there. But I don't think that's any reason to, to slag it off. I just one. Thought it was, All right, 1.5 if you want. I'm giving it 1.5. two and a half. I mean, it is 
mediocre pointless, but I did like Ziggy, the skateboarding dog. If they can have a skateboarding animal on every week, I'll be fine. They're going to have a star animal on every week. So be, will he something be to look forward though? to. I mean, he is good. Will it be like a skateboarding elephant? I know, I liked his jacket as well. Oh, that would be <gasps> oh, good. You know what? If they had an we elephant, say, I would love it. Right. Um, teach My Pet to Do That, which is the title, starts uh, next Friday, the 11th of August, on ITV at 8 o'clock. And that, mercifully, it's set, only half an hour. Set your video recorders. Pay right Ubero. Honestly. Starting um, starting the day before, uh, next Thursday, at oh. 10 o'clock, on the Sci-Fi Channel. I think this is, uh, I know, this is the first time we've ever done a show on the Sci-Fi Channel. It's spelled S-Y-F-Y, by the way. Not Sci-Fi. It used to be called, and it's it's like a channel that shows a lot of uh, fun. It does the Sharknado stuff. Sharknado's on the Sci-Fi Channel. Stupid so, stuff. In the renaming stuff. of it, does it instantly become more accessible to the youth? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe yeah, that was the whole point. So Blood Drive, which has been made for the Sci-Fi Channel in America, so this is a global phenomenon, the Sci-Fi Channel. So it's it's you know big thing in America. Are they sure it was X Files on this? Um, no, X Files oh. is on Fox. Because oh, that's yeah. all right. All right. Why did you think X? No. I just because I was going to wanted to give it some sort of credibility because oh, okay. I thought this was so utterly terrible. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> sorry. Well, I just sorry. I was just like, oh, but Sci-Fi Channel's all right because it has X Files, but it doesn't. So it's just rubbish. Sorry. So Blood Drive, <laughs> I would say, is the reason we're doing it is, I mean, A, it is the summer and there's a lot of uh, nonsense on, but B, it is one of the Sci-Fi Channel in America's most prominent um, original shows they've ever done. And it's getting a lot of attention over there. It's getting a lot of heat. It's getting quite a lot of buzz because the whole idea of it is we're going to do this this grindhouse. You know the grind, what the phrase grindhouse? No, so, I don't. Quentin Tarantino did his films. With his, it's, they're kind of like B-movie exploitation things that kind of cheap, deliberately silly, over-the-top things with a lot of sex and violence and gratuitousness. Oh, That's the kind that of boxing. what grindhouse the genre mm. is, you know, stuff that is being shown to titillate rather than, you know, any great mm. to say anything about anything or to, to be great works of cinematic or televisual art. So that's the kind of genre it's trying to ape, if you like. Mm. And it's obviously got a lot of mad... Ma- it's set in a kind of weird alternative version of 1999. It is dystopian. Oof, there, there you go. go. Shit. Isn't it? post-apocalyptic is <laughs> set in this world kind of Mad Max style shit world yeah oh, we've done a lot of swearing this podcast. I know apologies apologies you wanted pocklets you wanted little kids to listen no, no, no pocklets don't, don't copy these sewer mouths anyway it's set in this world where um, oil and water are very scarce as in Mad Max I mean total Mad Max mm-hmm. ripoff and hence there's this kind of underground car racing world and the cars are run on human blood aren't they Kay yes <laughs> yeah it makes sense that is of course they are. Believe it or believe it not, that is the premise of the thing. And you then meet, the, there's LA cops, the kind of two of the main characters you meet, the blokes are two hunky LA cops, one of whom spends most of the first episode in a shower naked. So there's like gratuitous nudity, isn't there, from both mm, sides. There's mm-hmm. gratuitous male and female nudity. There's a lot of blood. There's literally, you know, there's people's being bodies being churned up to supply the blood to put in the yeah, cars. Yeah, they're, they're fed into the fed motor. Into so it's not like just that the blood is like nicely removed with a syringe. No. I mean, these people are like fed it, It's into unpleasant. It's deliberately unpleasant. So, you know, it's supposed to be crazy maverick fun, isn't it? Kay, I mean, we know what Steph thinks already because she's already, <laughs> spoiler alert. She's chomping at the bit. But what did you think? I, I kind of picked this first. I picked this first because I thought it would be an interesting challenge. What did you reckon? I thought it was. <laughs> oh, that was a big. Almost like you're kind of gathering your. What, how can I put this? No, I thought it was like for that genre, which I'm not really familiar with. I thought it was interesting and potentially well done, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I just found it a bit. I thought the dialogue was very cheesy. So you talked about the the main character, the 
Human Kendall, who is the police officer, um, whose name's Arthur. Yeah. You know, his side, his side cop buddy is very, like, cheesy. Like the So the premise is they take part in this car race, the meanest, filthiest race ever, and Arthur, who is the, the hero of the piece, and this woman called Grace, who is, like, this buxom, badass woman... They're forced to join together as partners in this race. And so his cop buddy guy tries to save him. Mm. And, you know, he comes out with all this stuff of like, they've got my partner and stuff like that. Mm. I'm like, oh, God, really? Side order of cheese. Um, So, yeah, I just found it very cheesy. And also, you know what? Not to jump on Steph's uh, prude bandwagon, Mm. but I felt like there's some, at the end, particularly this last scene, there's like gratuitous sex scene, which I'm just like, "Mm, I don't know if we need that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't um, want to spoil it, but let's just say, if you were the next owner of that car, you definitely <laughs> want the back seat deep cleaned, detailed, and re-upholstered. I, you know, isn't the whole point of it? The gratuitousness is the whole point, isn't it? That's that's my feeling. Yeah. It Without is. that, what have you got? I mean, with you're not going to have gratuitous sex scenes in the yeah, car. Yeah, but I mean, it was really like quite full on, wasn't it? Yeah, but again, that is the whole point, Steph. I thought it was crap. <laughs> I just hated it so much. I just, I almost stopped watching it. Right. So they feed human beings into the cars. Everyone's screaming. It's just too noisy. It's like going into a really noisy shop where they're feeding people into cars. It's just horrible. I hated it every second of it. What kind of shops are you going to? You know, like now where, they, where they're trying to entice all the millennials into shops so they oh, put all that music in. And you're like, loud oh, music. God. They're not killing com- people. But you know, it's like, you know, like, I'm coming here for a pair of jeans. I don't want an assault yeah. on the senses. God, I knew Abercrombie and Fitch was distressing. I didn't know it was that distressing. <laughs> no, no, no. It is, though. You know what they're like now? They're like, oh, this is a really cool shop. We've got a DJ. Anyway, that aside, <laughs> right? Okay. It's a bit it's like, it's just, drive. but it is just like all this, just like screaming and shouting and just everything's so horrible. It's just awful. It's just absolutely awful. Plus, <laughs> right, they've got that girl who's like a, a Megan Fox yeah, ripoff totally girl. And, Christina I mean, Ochoa. She's very pretty, very mm. pretty. But, and she, oh God, so it starts where she's like, she's got this lollipop, this like bright red lollipop. Then she's got 375 miles to drive to LA. When she reaches LA, she's still got that bloody lollipop. <laughs> Not a little bit of it's gone down. It's just completely unrealistic. Oh, that's such a great shit. observation. I love the way you're offended by the Lollipop. I'm offended by all Real, of it. It's realism. absolutely rubbish. It's awful. There's too much screaming. There's too much blood. It's just terrible. It's not even like, it's not even like, you know, like Dario Argento. It's not even like. Oh, well, it's interesting you mentioned that because, of course, the Christina Ochoa's character, Lollipop Sucking Woman's character, is called <laughs> Grace Argento. Yes, exactly. After the master of the Italian giallo, extremely bloody films. Yes. Yeah, but at least you can watch that and they're sort of a little bit funny. This was just crap. I tell you what, I did like just to. Really? Um, well, no, I did like the um, character Julian Slink, who is the eccentric kind of ringmaster, oh, the ringmaster master of ceremonies. Yeah, yeah. Who's oh, very I hated like, him the most. Oh, oh well, he was annoying. I hated him. Oh, like, no, he was I my liked least him. Favorite. I thought, oh, he, was I thought he was like a grotesque Willy Wonka character. Yeah, he was like clearly based on the cabaret style Do you know what? MC. I'm going to say, what is that thing that you and I both don't like? Rocky Horror Show. Yeah, very Rocky Horror Show. It was a bit like show. a yeah, Rocky Horror oh, Show. Oh, he was my least yeah. favourite thing oh, really? about Horror Show. Oh, really? I liked show. him. Yeah. No, I liked the... I, I quite liked it. I enjoyed it. Honestly? Yeah. Boyd, are you... Ch- Here's look, my, look me in the eye. I'm looking at Did you eye. really like it? Yeah, I, I'm going to carry on watching it. I'll tell you why. Because I, I like the Grindhouse thing. So I like, I'm in favour of the whole exploitation, deliberate, cynical works exploitative films and TV oh, shows God. and I think it captures and I mean what I find interesting it's, got, it's kind of production values are quite high considering it's trying to ape a kind of low budget you know kind of very basic formula and it is gratuitousness is the whole point of it it's 
you know, so everything, all of the, the the sex scene you're talking about, the pe- people walking around naked for no reason whatsoever, the blood bits that you're talking about, like uh, Abercrombie and Fitch. <laughs> I don't really give people, obviously, legal legal note. Um, the loudness, the screaming, all of that. It's all part of the whole thing. And so my 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 um, criticism, my one criticism of it would be actually is when it's not doing that. In, when it's not being gratuitously sexy and violent, it's a bit dull. So the the story which bit was it not doing that in though? Well, the the bits with the MC guy, Kay's favorite, my our least favorite, like his bits, him witchering on and trying to rouse the crowd. I'm like, oh, if, if, no one cares. Mm. I'll just stop that stuff. But I feel they need to focus much more on the gratuitous sex and violence and stop everything else somehow and yet and somehow come up with some kind of story I mean this is I think it's 13 parts that's the thing right yeah I think so now that the novelty of feeding people to the engines Mm. is gone yeah like how can they sustain this what we're just going to see more people getting well that's the big question yeah how are they going to sustain it who is this for who would you say? Which which people? Me. Is it is is it is it people who like just like Quentin Tarantino? Yeah. And so, is yeah. it really? Yeah. yeah, if you like if you like blooded, gory, if sexy, you like getting jiggy in cars, films. Yeah, but it's so. There's a lot of fans of of the exploitation genre. There's you know that's it's a big thing. It's I think it, it's kind of like it feels like what sci-fi should be doing. I mean, they show Sharknado. You know, there's about the fifth one coming up now. I think any minute now. So it's like they're trying to distill the energy of deliberately you t- deliberately cheesy kitsch over the top nonsense into a kind of weekly show i think i think it does a semi-decent job i can't i did enjoy it. i gave it four stars in here what can i say well you can sorry. say sorry <laughs> exactly um, but i'm not sorry i just it was just awful Kay, isn't it awful Kay? yeah i mean i'm not gonna watch it again oh, it's basically it's basically top gear but bloodier <laughs> sexier and less old men yeah i mean the red car's nice but what's not to like about that <laughs> <laughs> it's just crap well, I sent some low star ratings from. I mean, having said that, oh. it's not as bad as teach teach your bet, pet to do new tricks. Whoa, hold anyway. on a minute. Anyway, let's move. Let's go to the star ratings. Blood drive, not as bad as teach your pet to do tricks. Mm-hmm. Kay says. So, how many stars are you giving it? I'm giving it three stars. <laughs> three <laughs> stars. Yes. Yeah. I just I don't even know who you are. Anymore. Yeah. It's not dangerous. Oh God, it's dangerous for your eyes. No, no, no senses. doors were being opened. Oh. Right, right uh, one star, but one star because for the people who like that genre. But my god, it's absolutely crap. I go, I'm going to get four stars. Yeah, I like four it. stars. I'm going to carry on watching it. Oh, in, in, I, I'm interested in how they will keep it, keep it going. Yeah. Let's not fall out over it. Let's not fall out over it. Um, that is Blood Drive begins next Thursday, the 10th of August at 10 p.m. on Sci-Fi S Y F Y. Finally, atypical. Atypical what? No, oh. that's the title. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, Atypical is the new Netflix show. It starts mm. also starts next Friday, dropping in full. Steph, I feel like you're the person oh. who's going to describe because you've seen the whole thing. It's, I've seen the I whole thing. I don't know about Kay, but I've only watched seen the it all episode. yesterday. Oh, it's given me all the feels. Right. Okay. So I'm going to describe this as a mix between Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime, Superbad, and the Forty Year Old Virgin. It's like, it's like a mixture of those things in a milkshake of loveliness, okay? Oh my God. It really is. Right, so it follows the story. It's a coming-of-age story of Sam, who has who is an 18-year-old boy who has autism, and his mother, played by the incredible Jennifer Jason Lee, and his father, played by the even more incredible Michael Rappaport. And he also has a younger sister called Casey, who is played by Bridget Lundy-Payne. Well okay. done. So it's about... 
his kind of. Did you say who he's? Keir Gilchrist. Did you mention oh, so, him? Did I not say his name? I hate to interrupt. Oh, but, uh, no, yeah, no, please, please. Main do. guy, Keir yeah. Gilchrist. Yeah. So he he has autism, and it's all about how he's kind of coping with his kind of becoming eighteen and all the things that are happened in a normal a normal eighteen year old lives and how he's coping with it. He works in a in a in a shop called Tektronics with his uh, with his best friend, his best friend um, Zahid, and it's all about his family life because I don't I don't want to give too much away because you must watch everything it's only half an hour so you must watch all of them and um he's trying to find love he's trying well he's trying to find love he's got uh he sees a therapist um every week who's played with this great girl I can't remember her name she's out of um how to get away with murder Amy Okuda yeah she's brilliant and he's got this relationship with his therapist who he falls in love with and it's how he navigates that and it's also got subplots of how his mum is coping and how his dad's coping and how you generally cope if you have someone in your family who has autism and how his sister copes. His sister's this amazing track runner and she is incredibly protective over her brother and the mother is also incredibly, obviously, protective over her son. And it's just kind of how you navigate this whole family situation and the situation at school. It's just wonderful. I get... I, well, I was going to say before you said that, I was going to get the strong sense that you really liked this. It's just absolutely loved every second of it so much so that I couldn't I I just kept watching it it's funny yeah. it's clever it's really original it's so well done it's informative um, it's informative I mean I, I don't know whether anybody out there watched the A word yeah, that BBC did which yeah is, oh my god it was fantastic yeah so I just With Netflix I mean they have absolutely just done it again so I was going to mention the A word yeah because the A word I felt was very clever in establishing what the boy was like and, yeah. you know, kind of... The, the, and it kind of quite subtly made the point that all different types... Autism is such a wide spectrum. Yeah. And you can have all, all different levels of it and it can have different kinds of impact. And, you know, this is very much... Feels like it's on the... Because this guy is very clever and smart and he's like, you know, he's like overachieving kind of, isn't he, really? That's the whole thing. Like, he's incredibly... Um, eloquent in some ways. He's Obviously, very literal. Very literal. That's the thing. Yeah, he takes everything very literally. But but he's a kind of. But he's. Do you know what I mean? He's. It feels like t- there's something quite cute about him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm I mean, to they say. refer to it later in the series. Saying that that's he a bad is. Thing or? No, no, no. I'm just saying that he's a high. He's more high functioning. They refer to it later in the series. He's more high functioning. Yeah. Whereas in the A word, I felt it was slightly more gritty and realistic. This feels slightly. I don't know. If, I mean, I'm. I. I. I'm, I have to say, I liked it slightly less than you immediately. I. I felt. I don't know. I felt there was something. It was trying to be very realistic and authentic, but I felt it was slightly Hollywoody version. No, you need to, to stick me. with it because okay. I know what you mean about the first episode. Yeah. But once oh, I, okay. I watched the second episode because it was only half an hour, and then I was completely hooked. It. It gets. It gets real. Okay. It does. It gets. It gets real. Okay. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I think it's one of the best things we've previewed wow. from yeah. Netflix. Oh my god! Yeah, really, and I really liked Casey, played by Bridget Lundy Payne. I thought she was fantastic. That's um, Sam's sister, yeah. who basically nurtures him, tries to help him find love, but equally like treats him as a brother. You know, punching yeah. him and stuff like that. And I thought Sam was fantastic. And I wanted to know: does he have autism in real life? I know that sounds ridiculous, but is he or is he just a co- Fantastic actor. He's just a fantastic actor. Have, you, the, have you Googled that? But, but, but no, I'm pretty sure he has because I've seen him in something else. He hasn't got autism in real life, has he? I don't think so. No. Um, but the sister, the fact that you like the sister, she has an amazing storyline throughout oh, really? the rest of it. Yeah, she's an absolutely brilliant actress. Really good. And they give, I mean, you, you did the cast is great because Jennifer Jason Lee. Jennifer is Jason brilliant. Lee, come on. She's a, she exec produces this as well. Ah. Yeah. And she, um, she has a kind of little 
dalliance and, and in work, not in the, she's flirting. I'm in the, I've the first yeah, episode. Yeah, episode. Okay. <laughs> You're looking at me, I'm spoiling it. I haven't seen Jenny, but they're setting something up there, one way or another, well, with she's this at, barman. She's at a stage in her life that she, you know, she does everything for everyone and you can kind of see that she's getting restless and people are starting to need her less because her son, her son who's needed her, now he's 18 and he wants to, you know, explore other things in life. And then the daughter, he, she has a quite a fractious relationship with the daughter and that gets fully explored. So she's looking for other things. The, the barman, by the way, played by Raul, Raul Castillo, Castillo mm-hmm. who was in Looking on HBO. Oh, he's yeah, very yeah. good. A lot of people are big fans of his. He's very in, he's in, interesting casting. And, the, and Michael Rappaport. Did you ever see Beautiful Girls? The I film? absolutely it's love one of my favorite films. Absolutely. Michael Rappaport is one of my favourite actors. I love him. I have to say, one of the main things that inspired me to think, I have to go and watch Beautiful Girls again. Yeah. I mean, You've got, you got to see no. Beautiful Girls, Kay. This, this could be your next Have you got task. it on DVOD? Um, I'm, do you know what I must have somewhere but uh, it's tell a, me a lot, it could be a, a download it could be a digital loan. download no You've I got want to a physical see it. it's copy. such a brilliant film isn't it amazing I, I, I don't I actually don't think Michael Rappel has been bad in anything he's ever no, done he's great so the cast is brilliant I, get, I don't know why I, I, I don't know why I have any issues with it I just felt slight I don't know if something about it didn't quite resonate with me as being I thought it was completely realistic, realistic. And like, yeah. I think thought, it gets more okay. realistic I Fine. really do I, I can under, like, I'm being, yeah. the my first f- one you're being too picky I am being, being picky. too goddamn picky my friend yeah. has, her son is on the spectrum and the stuff she tells me like it's so because they, they, you know like people with autism can be so literal it's so hilarious some of the stuff they say and you don't feel bad like I didn't feel yeah. bad at any point because that's what I, you know with, with shows like this that are focusing on an issue you think oh god you know is it going to be awkward I don't want to laugh at, you know but it's, it's actually so it's, sensitively done it's so sensitively done it's really it's really funny but also it's really heartbreaking there's a point where he says oh you know just I just want to be normal yeah I thought it was, I thought it was brilliantly done um, let me just say Keir Gilchrist who we're talking about yeah. the actor is born in Camden Town how about that? He's a local. Literally, where we're now broadcasting from Camden. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Call him in. Are you yeah. to- the thing is, by the end of it, you'll totally fall in love with them. And the family is not perfect. That's the, the brilliant thing about it. No. I think you could have... I think uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. God, I can't even remember the last oh, time she was in something. Incredible. And I'm just so happy she's back on screen. Yeah. I don't know why I'm nitpicking. Yeah, I felt Please like, stop. It was it's the voiceover. I've, I will stop. Yeah, I don't I, something about... It felt a little bit of a formula. That's, is it because when I'm he's talking to, to camera? He's talking to camera and, and the way his narration works. But the narration... I've seen stuff. I've, I felt like I'd seen a bit like that before. No. And it, whereas the A-word... I keep going back to the A-word. For me, the A-word was brilliant in avoiding all the traps of, yeah. of formulaic stuff dealing with someone with you know on the spectrum whereas this but felt slightly but he was very young the thing is yeah, yeah, about the A word is that it, it focused much more on the, the family yeah. and less on yeah. him this is kind of equal parts every sure. single person yeah, in that family unit and the A word is about it was about his diagnosis and the early stages of it right this is of course yeah it's a different thing very different it's thing. different kettle fish do you prefer do you prefer blood drive to this because um, I, I think we'll have to have to fisticuffs wow maybe Oh my god, boy, that is <laughs> ludicrous! It's so good. This show, it's so good. Pogs I, I, I'm love gonna, it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll carry on watching and I'll apologise profusely please. in the next. If I've been wrong, I yeah. watched Insecure and I really liked it. Oh no, you I love do it. this for me. I will. That's my task. I've given you, you, you know, you've got to watch Beautiful Girls. Yeah. Okay. You've got to watch Valerian in the City of a Thousand oh, Planets. Okay. Actually, you've both got to do that. Yeah, There's a lot yeah. of homework to do. I will watch further episodes yeah. of Atypical. Kay, how many stars are you giving Atypical? I'm giving it four stars. I'm going to give it four stars as well. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm just saying, you know, I'm giving it four stars. <laughs> this is five stars, 100%. Oh. It really You're is giving it five star- stars, the same score for the pet show. Just to, I just want to highlight Listen, that. Uh, yeah, but I've watched all of Atypical and it is Netflix knocked it out of the park. 
to use an American reference about baseball. If teach, no me, one teach my bet to do that was all available now, though, you'd watch all of that, wouldn't you? So, mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. If, you could binge, if you could binge <laughs> mm-hmm, on TMP TDT, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you would. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm giving you four stars. It's all on Netflix uh, this Friday, the 11th, next Friday, sorry, the 11th of August. Um, uh, Take and the people day will off love work. It. Oh, steady. Take the day off work. Yeah. Finally, it is that favourite time of the podcast. <gasps> Question time. Beautiful. It was beautiful. I mean, maybe we release that as a track. We probably should. All proceeds. It's quite a short track. Yeah. This week's question, inspired by Trust Me, which is in many ways a medical thriller drama. What is your favourite television medical drama of all time, Kay? All right, there was a lot to choose from, and I was going to go for House, but I suspected that you might go for it. So instead, I'm going to go for ER. Oh, I the original, the best. Like you know, Doctor Hathaway, no, Nurse Hathaway, and Doctor Doug Ross. That that was the vintage time, and I really and I just love it. Clooney was in it. And Juliana Margulies. Juliana Margulies. Margulies. Yeah. It yeah. did. It did uh, have an incredible cast, didn't it? Oh my God, do you remember no, when Doctor Green yeah. died? Yeah, Dr. I mean, Green got. Oh I got a crying God. headache. It was just so awful. So you know, that's something to consider. Yeah, I was never that into ER, funnily enough. What? Yeah, oh, never, never considered going this, to it. This yeah. is like really, atypical all over again. Yes, don't already. Steph? Well, I want to say House, you but can you're say gonna, it. can we both have House? Because well, House we'll is, have to. Uh, okay, well, I'll just say I loved it, and then you can explain how much you loved it. House, obviously, Hugh Laurie, amazing, who I'm actually now watching in Chance, which is also, he's a psychiatrist and, yeah. that, and he's really yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I don't. That's on Universal Channel, everyone. Correct. Um, ha, I mean, I don't think you can beat House. I just, uh, it's just incredible. Although I did kind of like Chicago Hope, but nowhere near House. I thought you would have gone for Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. No, I, I don't. Do you know what? GA. I don't watch Grey's, and everybody who I say I don't watch Grey's, and they go, "Do you like Grey's?" Uh, they're shocked. Is that shocking? Appalled. Yeah. Should I watch Grey's Anatomy? I think you it's should. Shonda. Get on it. I do love Shonda. Yeah. yeah. It's Shonda. Shonda's big, big, big hair, wasn't it? No. Big first hit, and it's not. It's not. It's like twenty millionth season. I think. Still yeah. Going. Is it still going. Yeah. Still going. It's got to be House for me. Right, yeah. and why I mean, do you love House? It's a good question. House <laughs> has got it all because it's really Sherlock, of course. Um, Come tell. on. What? It's what Sherlock the Holmes. It's the about? medical show. You know, it's he lives better at than Sherlock. One, you know, he lives at 2-2-1-B. I mean, the clue's in... Oh! Come on. Oh, I didn't see yes. that. Yes. Sherlock Holmes, House, Holmes, House. It's, it's not accidental. Oh. The whole thing is, the whole premise of the thing. Case, look at me what? like, you both watched this show. You both watched, what was it, seven seasons, yeah, 100 million episodes. You never realised. You did not realise it yourself. You saw it on the internet, didn't you? Okay, no. of course I realised. I realised that from day one. The brilliant right. thing about House is it's an invest. It's a, it's a cro- it's a mystery every yeah. week. Yeah. It's the diagnosing yeah. the, the mysterious yeah. of the week, and it's he is Sherlock. He's a bitter, twisted, unemotional. Uh, man, flawed man, drug oh addiction God. that Sherlock had. Oh it was completely God. based. The scales uh, are just mind, falling. Sherlock mind, Holmes. Mind blown blown. your minds. <laughs> so it's the second best version of Sherlock Holmes after Sherlock. Benedict well, Sherlock. I think it's even better than. It's also Holmes. a brilliant in its own right, a brilliant medical drama because you got to know the team that he's with, you know, the great, the great characters in that team that you kind of know and What's love. What's Jesse? What's um, that yeah, guy Jesse. from Neighbours? Yeah. yeah, he's so fit. What's his yeah. Jesse Spencer? Jesse Spencer. Well well, done. Oh yeah, he's in Chicago Should Fire. Yes, he was great. They're all so great. Um, and Hugh, and the role of a lifetime for Hugh Laurie. Remember how incredible that this yeah. it was, was shocking. shocking. It was shocking. Back in the day when, you know, yeah, the, the, like, the dude from Fry and Laurie, yeah. known for being a brilliantly funny yeah. guy, 
plays this incredibly intense, and Black Adder, flawed, and like, difficult, tortured With a figure. brilliant American accent as well. Brilliant American accent. Although a lot of people, some people say it was terrible American Who accent. Who said that? Some idiots. It's fools. So yeah, House. I loved House. I was obsessed with House. I used to binge on House. It yeah, was me incredible. too. I'd save it up, yeah. yeah. Deliberately save it up. You know, like, TV crap. Oh God, yeah, I loved it. I could I watch, still like, watch it now. I watch ten episodes of House because yeah, they do like a double yeah. on the work. It's, so it's on Sky. It's on Sky. Yeah. It's on Sky Atlantic all the time. Yeah. If you if you're off sick, you can watch oh, it. It's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I'll just call in sick. Yeah, call in just sick to watch, and watch it. it. So it's all about House. Yeah. Um, I think we've hit the. Uh, I don't know how long we've been going off for. Should we Kay? tell people to review 59, though? Please. Forty five seconds. Oh, fifty nine. Yeah. Okay. We'll quickly tell people how to get in touch with us. If Go on you then. Indeed, want to get in touch with us? You can talk to Boyd at at Boyd Hilton on the old Twitter. And please do hashtag Pogs because we've given you all a name, people on the ground, because you're the people that count. Isn't that right, Kay? We don't give a shit about anyone else. We really don't. Thank you. That's that, that, that's good. Uh, and uh, please review us please. and rate us. But only if you're going to give us five stars. Only if you're going to give us five stars on the iTunes. Yeah. Thank you ever so much for listening. Thank you to Kay and Steph. You lost your bet. It's over an hour. Uh, I don't care. But not when it's edited down. <laughs> yeah. We edit out those pauses and repetitions yeah. and things where we've forgotten people's names. John Dan's yeah. got who's that name? What's Who's this name? Yeah. That, all those what bits. What were they in? What were they, they in? What am I talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I liked Blood Drive. Yeah. Well, that, that whole, whole thing. thing out. Let's not get into it. Let's whole whole not get into it. Go. It'll be fine. It'll be under an hour. Thanks very much. We'll be back next week. Bye. Bye.